Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Instance is sponsored by the Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router from Netgear. Let's face it, network traffic and online connectivity matter, especially when you are gaming. Save the competition for the game and stop competing with your router's bandwidth. The XR500 Gaming Router creates an express lane just for your gaming, giving you incredible speed and no lag. Nighthawk Pro Gaming gives you the power to win. Visit netgear.com NPG and join the no lag crew. I'm Ghostcrawler, I am totally off the leash, and you are listening to The Instance. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 541 for uh, what is it, November 30th, 2018. You got like a day left. Don't we have a 31st this month, do we? I don't know if we do or not. Maybe we do. Uh, uh, thir- 30 days have September, April, June, and November. Oh, look. You look at you with your, your remembering of your school days, fancy boy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of fancy boys, we're all here. It's me, Scott Johnson. Uh, hi and welcome. Also, uh, Garrett, you heard him a second ago. Hi, Garrett. Welcome to the show. Can we have an instance shirt made that just says uh, the instance fancy boys since uh, whenever the year was that this show started? Yeah, I like it. So, uh, 2006. So fancy boys since 2006. I'm into I like it. it. Yeah, I like it a lot. We can do that. Even mm. applies to Patrick. He was sending in those weird uh, mod things, uh, uh, add-on uh, segments. We could include you in that. You're a fancy boy. Uh, sure. Yes. Although you know, fancy boys does sound a little bit. I don't know, like a gigolo or something. It. I'm not sure. What? Like yes. A, like don't you, you think? Well, a little you bit. Must, hey, yeah. you must have really fancy gigolos. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wherever you're living. Somehow, gigolos seem like they would be fancy. I, I can't, you know, imagine uh, uh, <laughs> not. I don't know. Maybe that's my personal taste. I It might be. I don't know. I like it. I like this idea of a fancy gigolo <laughs> wherever you go. Uh, uh, anyway, it's good to be here, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Pa- uh, Terpster's busy preparing a giant charity drive they do every year over the Yogg's cast. So he's going to be pretty incognito for a few weeks, I'm afraid. But that's kind of how it yeah, works. Yeah, it's like his excuse mm-hmm. for not coming and hanging out with us is making the world a better place. Yeah. Raising how, how yeah. super elite of him. Like he's shoving it in our <laughs> face, being a better person than us. That's just, yeah. It's almost as bad as when that French dude on the show always makes that excuse that he has some sort of child to take care right, of. Right. Exactly. I know. Right. Parenthood. It's unacceptable. Oh, what a lousy excuse. Actually, it's the best of excuses because, hey, we're here to make the world a better place. And it's, if it's through Terpsters, hundreds of thousands to uh, 1.5 millions, or if it's Patrick changing a diaper, one step at a time. And part of that is us talking about World of Warcraft and related things <laughs> happening at Blizzard. In fact, we should just jump in because I got this thing I want to talk about. So it was this kind of bombshell article thing that showed up on Kotaku.com that... Uh, 
from what I hear somewhat internally from some friends is uh, wildly inaccurate in some ways. Uh, all that being the same, I, the part that jumped out at me is the thing I want to talk about today. We could go deep on, you know, cultural shifts at Blizzard and the changing of the guard and and their, uh, you know, the incubators and all the the their best designers on mobile projects right, right so now. I, I have thoughts. Yeah, have thoughts. And, and you should, and, and I want to hear all the thoughts. But one of the thoughts we have to talk about is this rumored project they have in the works that is basically Warcraft Go or Pokemon Go style Warcraft. Some sort of mobile Warcraft game where you uh, go outside and capture something. I don't know what it would be. Probably not pet battles, but probably something more akin to um, something more to do with the with with Warcraft. We have precious little detail on a thing that is purely rumor anyway. But I want to talk my, about that. My friend, yeah. uh, my friend suggested uh, catching Arthuses. Oh, I like that it. Would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, look. I have a shiny Arthas. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, I, I would I would not be opposed, by the way, to this idea that it's all uh, raid bosses from from every raid ever. So you're they're little teeny versions of them, little cute versions of them. But you can't just have them all be Arthuses. That's no fun. You got to catch them all. Oh, I caught one. Okay, I caught so, all the Arthuses. Th- this is pretty one track minded. But the the Kotaku article that you are referencing brings yeah. up. Um, uh, about the only thing in the article I can confirm, yes, this is true, is how obsessed everyone is at Blizzard with Pokemon Go and uh, <laughs> having control of the gym that is the orc statue outside. Yeah, no, it's huge. Uh, so if I use that as my one-track mind, I would think they're probably going to make something that's kind of uh, battling over real-world fortifications a la Pokemon gyms, yeah. whatever form that takes. Who knows? But basically, imagine Pokemon Go with only two factions instead of three. You've yeah. got Horde Alliance instead of the the kind of trifecta that Pokemon Go has. Yeah. Or, or my theory about the uh, the undead, the Forsaken, becoming the third faction. Mm. Oh, th- that's not going to happen. As mm. awesome as it would be, you know, it'd be too awesome. Much work. I, I agree with you. I totally agree that it's too much work and it's probably not going to happen. But I still, I still pine for it in my heart. I, I think it would be a better story if they did that. Yeah. I kind of do too. Well, actually, we're going to talk about that later in the show too. But here's the thing: uh, they are obsessed with it over there, and there is a history of Blizzard being obsessed with a certain thing, and then going after that thing. They were obsessed with EverQuest, and they said, "Let's make ours." So they made one. They were obsessed with Magic: The Gathering, and they said, "Let's make ours." And they literally made a physical CCG, and then later at Hearthstone, like they they get obsessed with the thing, and then they go for it. Uh, you could argue that uh, certain members of the team's obsession with Pokemon in general and Nintendo in general led to things like <laughs> uh, pet battles, very specifically for a couple of people we know working there who were sort of in charge of all that. So they have a history of this. Uh, I know that Pokemon Go well, is ridiculously popular. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, it's more than a history. It's the way they uh, work, the way the company decides what, or at least maybe it has changed now, but it's the way they decide what game they're going to make next. Um, they, when they finish a project, they get together with the team and they discuss what they would like to do next. And very often, as you've uh, described, it is the games that they're obsessed with at the moment and that they think they could bring something to. And um, Schreier's article even specifically names uh, Corey Stockton uh, being lead on that uh, Pokemon Go-like uh, project. And that's a surprise to no one who who knows who knows him we were joking for 
I don't know, months that he would probably want to get a game on the Switch just to work with Nintendo. I guess his love for Nintendo found other ways of expressing itself. Um, but they also say that the game it has more game in it than just Pokemon Go. And I think that's important, um, hopefully, because I, to be honest, I have no interest in Pokemon Go. I'm doubtful I would have an interest in any mobile game, but I'm ready to have Blizzard change my, change my mind. And if uh, uh, it, I will be interested in it, it needs to have more than just capturing things. It needs to have more single-player game game or, you know, whatever, multiplayer, but some actual gameplay stuff. And apparently it does. Yeah. So That's the talk. Yeah. So if that's the case, yeah. do you think that um, having it be having it be directly tied into wow somehow is a requirement here or do you think this can stand alone and not have you know not have some kind of connective tissue to wow or to warcraft in general well it it, it would be the i mean the same ip but i don't think there would be interactions or not many interactions between the games i my yeah, I've, you I've know i have no from... knowledge about this but right. i think technically it would mean that the two need to be moving in unison and knowing how blizzard doesn't want to be tied to a schedule for any of their games it would be difficult to coordinate the two but so my suspicion would be no interaction but who knows yeah uh, gary you yeah, agree I've, with that? I've, I've, I've kind of moved away from that that kind of always thinking new blizzard things will tie into other blizzard things because of hearthstone mm. um i mean you know when the tcg existed we had loot cards it was a big draw uh, out the gate for a lot of people to kind of get invested, go out and, and, and buy some cards. Uh, and so wow, if you remember when Hearthstone was announced, we're all like, oh, my God, we're going to get digital loot cards. Yeah. It's totally happening. Confirm 100 mm-hmm. percent. And they never came. It yeah. never happened. They never did it. Uh, like Hearst, like they've had some cross game promotions, um, but not nothing nothing that's like one-to-one tied in so i i think hearthstone has proven that that again even though it's not 100 mobile it clearly was built with mobile in mind yeah. uh that that mobile efforts by blizzard do not have to tie into their pc counterparts uh, right i i don't think you know i can't confirm this 100 percent, and it, it it's kind of a, a side thing but i don't think it it was built with mobile in mind mm. it's oh. been in development for a long time you mean hearthstone well yeah they yeah. probably at some point had I mean, certainly they did because they did it, but they, but they, it was probably sure. relatively early Originally. in the near alpha stage where they were like, you know what, this could play well on mobile. Let's put that on the board. You know. Yeah, but I think originally it wasn't even they. You know, mobile wasn't really a thing uh, when they started. Mm. It was, but I mean, anyway, not the thing it, it became. I, I don't. Well, well, being a that's not anyway, the point. It, it, I mean, it is. Irrelevant. It is still the. <laughs> it, it is still the closest <laughs> thing to. Uh, any of this mobile conversation that we're having is still the, sure. for lack of a better term, the smallest scale game we've seen come out of Blizzard uh, in modern years. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, until this very controversial Diablo thing hits, it's absolutely holding that position. Um, and and by the way, this article comes in sort of the shadow of the uh, all the Diablo talk and the up, uh, the outrage about mobile Diablo and people being oh, pissed that's about a, well, that's that. putting it mildly yeah i yeah. mean that's the what focus it is. is what's happening with diablo yeah the uh, focus is, is that surgically crafted to cannibalize on the fervor around the diablo controversy uh, absolutely and they claim to have a bunch of um you know have, have talked to people internally at blizzard it's funny because i got so i was so spent on all the diablo talk post blizzcon because i talked about it on like 50 shows it felt like and just shared my opinion way too many times and I just I started to feel like man that's just overloaded I don't want to think about it for a while 
uh, which actually resulted in kind of a weird thing I'll talk about later in the show for me, Diablo-wise. But, but anyway, uh, because of all of that, I thought, I ended up, in, when I read this article, I ended up kind of focusing on stuff that was not so much talking about Diablo, even though the whole pinnacle of the thing was about that. Um, things like, you know, Adham's role now, the the uh, the incubator stuff, the the games that are being worked on in secret, uh, Blizzard being very pro-mobile in terms of their, you know, members of the team are really into playing mobile games, so they, they want to find a place for, for Blizzard. I think that's all super fascinating. Um yeah, I think just yeah. to to expand on this just for a second, yeah. um, that was one of the things that there are many things that are concerning in the article, but that was one of the things that kind of um, uh, made me more optimistic. It's the fact that according to 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 Schreier, who again has apparently many, many sources in every part of the industry, he's been doing a lot of reporting on a lot of things and usually seems very... Uh, professional in the way he does it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like his work. But anyway, what he was saying was the, the desire for mobile games doesn't come from up top. It comes from the developers themselves who really like the mobile platform, who use it a lot, and who think we can bring something to that. So that was uh, uh, something that made me um, a little bit more optimistic about what they're going to be doing because it's something they want to do and they think they can do well, not something that's mandated from whatever boss is telling them mobile is making money, make more of that. Yeah, that's the impression I got as well. Um, and also just, you know, cultural shifts. Uh, you know, there's some a lot of talk going around about why Morheim really left. I mean, it's, a, it's probably a confluence of issues, but part of that is, he doesn't want, you know, he, his, his thing is he wants to make great games and take care of his employees. That's kind of his two focuses. They talk about that in the article, and he's sort of beloved for that across the company. People like him for that. Patrick is an ex-Blizzard employee, although you were in Europe. Did you get that sense? Does that feel like a real thing to say that, you know, um, Morheim had those kinds of accolades because he was a employee's first, uh, you know, games first kind of guy and, and that things may be shifting in a more corporate way, if that makes sense? I mean, I, I was, we were still employees, right? It, yeah. it was it wasn't like we're <laughs> Morheim's family, but certainly in the in the corporate sense, I think there was a genuine care for the employees, and I've always felt, for you know, rightly or wrongly, I've always felt let, that the DNA of Blizzard was very much um, imparted on the company by Morheim, and the reason why the company is what it is is that Morheim had this guiding hand. Um, and that's why maybe uh, brilliant developers who did great things at Blizzard, when they weren't at Blizzard anymore, tried to do things that maybe didn't work as well. And maybe even some developers that did things before Blizzard that were cool ended up doing really cool things when they came at Blizzard. I think the corporate culture is an emanation from Morheim's personality and desires. Um, that being said... Yeah. In the article, um, Schreier describes a sentiment that um, Activision is kind of casting a shadow on the company now. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing some people think, well, that's why Moheim is leaving, is leaving, blah, blah, blah. It might be. Um, it might very well be because 27 years is a long time and he was fine uh, passing on the reins to someone else. And we'll see if that someone else uh, can, you know, keep his... Uh, um, uh, method of doing things alive what i will say though 
when I was there, I was there for five years from 2009 to 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was in Europe. It wasn't exactly the same. But already then, um, the, the merger with Activision was fairly fresh. And a lot of people, both inside and outside the company, I think, were thinking, I don't know how this is going to go. Activision is not known for its, you know... Um, uh, love of uh, great art and they're, they want to make money as much as as fast as possible. And so there was there were questions. I remember talking with my coworkers and going like, oh, so what do you think is going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And to my surprise, I'm not saying this because I want to defend Blizzard. I really hope that doesn't come across that way. But to my surprise, I never really felt that influence of Activision in, in any way. And of course, I was removed from uh, the top. But I think there's a pivotal time, and I've been talking about this in all of my shows, so I'm sorry if I, uh, if you hear me saying this for the fifth time. There was a time in 2012 when Diablo had just launched, um, when the company's prospects weren't super positive. Uh, the rise, the incredible rise of, of uh, uh, WoW had stopped. Um, StarCraft was not the most successful thing ever. Um, Diablo had huge issues. And as we know now, Titan was not in a great shape. And I think if there was any time that Activision could have started demanding stuff, it would have been then. Mm. And I don't think they did. Uh, they Maybe they reined in the, the Titan thing a little bit. I don't know. But we didn't see a major shift in the way Blizzard operates. Or I don't think and we felt it. Um, and of course, they ended up coming out with Hearthstone and Overwatch and all of these things. Right. So if Activision didn't come in and, and shake up everything because, ah, oh, this is how you do games. At that point, when the prospects were dire, I really don't think they would do it now. And the reason why they don't, again, my uh, suspicion, is because they know that Blizzard makes them a lot of money, right? Right. right. Um, Blizzard makes lots of money by making games people want to buy and then people buy a lot of them and uh activision is happy so maybe the 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 things that are being uh, described in the article are real it's possible maybe it's also interpretation um again and sorry for going on for a long time but i thought about it a lot and i thought the article again was really well written and probably well sourced and i think it's really interesting but one of the things they say is it's the first time Blizzard is cutting costs. Yeah. And that has to be Activision. And it's possible. But also, look at how, look at the company's next 18 months. The WoW expansion was just released. Diablo 4 obviously is not in the card for the next year. Um, the, the, the games that are game as a service, Hearthstone, Overwatch, and Heroes, I still play Overwatch a lot, but let's be honest, it's getting a little bit long in the tooth. Sure. Uh, all of these games are, you know, they could benefit from, let's say they're not going to bring in a ton of additional money uh, and, and an infl- a significant influx. So over the next 12 to 18 months, the company doesn't have a big release. Right. Uh, and StarCraft, I'm not even mentioning it. Um, so I think it's <laughs> it's probably healthy to think where where can we... Uh, make sure we don't spend too much so that so that our developers have enough time to polish the games the way they should. Right. And one thing that they uh, also say uh, in the article is they are still hiring. So they're not 
um, cutting costs on that. They're hiring people to make sure they have the teams that can develop the game. So overall, I'm not super concerned. Uh, I think it's interesting, but I think the interpretation of it is easy to take at the extreme bad. Um, and I'm not sure I would I would go that route. There, there does seem to be... I, I agree. I, I'm not willing to go that far with it either, but... Um... The, you know, there were rumors of a hiring freeze. Apparently, that's not true. Um, there were rumors of profit sharing being cut. I don't know if that's been proven true or not. That is That was ridiculous. Honestly, the profit sharing thing, it was like, oh, some employees are getting their pay cuts by 50%. It's like, what company that wants to retain its best talent literally cuts their pay by whatever like 20 percent. really yeah that i was would a... be very surprised if there was like maybe there's a reorganization of it it's not bonuses anymore it's included in your salary or something like that right but it would be like moment momentously dumb to cut your best talents pay by however much oh yeah no that's true now there is this one issue i have or, or i guess i have a question about it uh which is it does appear that they continually, I mean, I, uh, th this is all just perception because I don't know how else to perceive it, but they, they seem to have all their best talent, their most talented developers, game runners, uh, writers, all those guys seem to be on secret projects now. None of them seem to be, <clears throat> uh, with the exception of Kaplan perhaps, seem to be in charge of, of all their mainline games that are currently running. And that's happened a lot. Every team has lost somebody... Uh, and in some cases, multiple top tier people, their best talent, and they've moved on to some secret that they don't tell us about. And I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know if that what that bodes for the company. If that's it sounds like it's good for the new projects, but it, I think it has created concern in the community for the games they already play. Um, that's not to say that, you know, uh, Ian and others on, on WoW aren't aren't wonderful talented people but it does make me wonder if one day we're going to get a, a big blog post a big blue post from um from watcher dev from from me and how's costas going yeah i'm uh, moving on to a cool new project i can't talk about a blizzard i'm excited yeah, he seems like he's next in line right but yeah. this is also i mean you you mentioned kaplan that happened to kaplan yeah it's just now we've seen the fruits of his labor and he is exactly. now he is now the public face of overwatch but right. he, he he was the wow guy for a long time we knew him as a as a, as a big figure in world of warcraft and then he just Poof, disappeared. What's Kaplan working on? What cave did they move him to? Well, literally, uh, I remember at the time he disappeared to work on Titan, which became Overwatch, of course. But he, he takes, he, well, whatever, however you want to say it became Overwatch. I say that very flippantly. And it's obviously more complicated than that. But he disappeared for all that time. And the next time we saw him, he had like the longest, gnarliest beard do you guys remember that? He just like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was like Tony Stark in Iron Man one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Jeff Kaplan built this in a cave. Yeah. With a box <laughs> of scraps. Who's the comic art, uh, writer, Alan, um, uh, he wrote Moore? Watchmen. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yeah. Alan Moore does the this. The crazy hermit druid band. <laughs> yes. That's what it reminded me of. Alan comes... Moore worthy beard. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that's a, a, a tall order. Uh, but really you know, is. it was, it, it's, it, you're completely right, Garrett. It wasn't just Kaplan. It was Pardo as well, who actually it didn't turn out so well for him at the company. But um, that was the, 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 the leadership of WoW. And you're talking about the people who are now going off to secret projects. It's people like uh, uh, Stockton and Chilton and, and people like that who came up when the 
old leadership of WoW went off to do Titan, right? So right. I think it's completely natural. When you're at the top, you're like, okay, I have a name for myself. I'm renowned in the company. I know the right people. I want to do something new and exciting. I don't, don't want to be working on WoW for the next 15 years of my life. And the people who are, you know, next in line come up and become the, the leads at, on that game. And it's exciting for them because it's a new position and it's a big property and it's a big opportunity. I think it's completely natural. I don't understand why that would worry anyone. I think it just, I mean, well, we're talking about the Blizzard fan base, so everything worries them, but uh, myself included. But I, it's easy to perceive it as... Where are they taking all the best people? And you do forget that some of the best people are just either not noto- notable because they don't make their face in front of everything the way the Blizzard does the top tier yet, or they just haven't shown themselves to be the next great uh, minds at Blizzard. So, so you're right. There's a there's a there's a a path for that, and 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 it's it's probably not that big of a deal. But to have them all sort of well, just well, disappear cool. and do stuff, it's it's a little disconcerting because we don't know what those things are. And we're not probably going to know for yeah, a very long time. Them, you want, if if they, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this at Blizzard are wincing when we're saying, oh, the best people are doing this or that. I'm sure there are a lot of very good and valid, very talented people. Your hair is fine, Garrett. Don't, is, just he, is he fixing it. it? It's fine. Is he fixing it? His hair is great. <laughs> I like his hair. I'll do it over hello with my hair. Yeah, Thank you, you very do, much. You do what Sorry, you want. That's I get, I, it's, I'm a little, you know, I have a, a toddler. Um, I get, I get a little bit parenty sometimes. That's fine. I, I apologize. Listen, you <laughs> it's a glorious and you should never cut it. Go ahead, Patrick. The if you have best people, don't you want them working on the next things because you know that wow and uh wow's lifespan has already defied everyone's wildest expectations and dreams, right? But it's not going to be there forever. Overwatch and Hearthstone and and Heroes aren't going to be there forever. You want to prepare what's coming next. And you want to prepare Diablo 4. And maybe you want to prepare uh, uh, whatever the, the core teams are working on. But you also want to prepare some new things. I agree. Um, but here's I the thing. They need to, they need to, I think, as a company, do a better job of reassuring those who are currently playing and paying that, it, that, that their stuff is still still matters. I just think that's an important PR thing. That everybody yes. kind of feels that and doesn't well, feel the opposite of that. And lately, the Diablo announcement not helping, they have been feeling <laughs> the opposite of that. And and this yeah, article no, didn't help I'm that at you. all. We, we got into this a little bit on, on Into the Nexus last night, and I, I kind of summed it up the same way. I'm like, we're all freaking out. We're all overreacting. But I don't think Blizzard's really helping mm. all that much. Yeah. Uh, BlizzCon 2018 did not help. If anything, it poured <laughs> gasoline on the fire. Right. Um, but, but I think the key here is the fire was already there. Uh, it, it wasn't, people were already concerned. I think you guys express concern about heroes every once in a while. Hearthstone certainly is uh, uh, con- constantly in the conversation. Overwatch, it, it, yeah. on my on my end, I, I'm i getting to that point as well. I'm mean, like, well, uh, new characters are cool, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see Hearthstone and Overwatch having very in very similar states right now. They're almost in this holding mm. pattern of, yeah, there's updates and it's, I mean, you mentioned it, Scott, you said, you know, they need to be better about reassuring us. And I, and I really think that most teams haven't been failing too hard in reassuring us except for Diablo. Mm. Uh, but, but Hearthstone and Overwatch is, is starting to get into that because they are updating it, but it's nothing new. It's, it's all just keeping the lights on. It's, it's just the gas that keeps the engine running 
they're not actually upgrading the engine. Yeah. Uh, in this, if I can, the metaphor of, the, of a car engine, not the actual game engine. <laughs> right. um, it's like, you know, ex- new heroes are expected in Overwatch and Heroes. Yeah. New cards are expected because it's a freaking CCG. You have to have new cards. So coming out of BlizzCon and being like, it's our third expansion of the year for the third BlizzCon in a row. Like, yeah, we knew this was coming. That's no surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I... So it's all that, that's that's what's happening with those games. So they are supported and they are talking to us, but it's also. They're not blowing our minds. No, they're kind of in a holding pattern kind of across the board. And I just think this is a it's a unique place for Blizzard to be in in their history in that if you look at WoW, people are a little bored right now. I'm a little bored right now. Uh, I'll be honest. The game's not quite doing it for me. I'm not really logging in that much. Oh, uh, is coming in a couple of weeks. No, I know. And I'm excited about the patch. I'm excited about what's coming with that. And and yeah, it'll I'll, of course, I'll be back in for that. But but I'm just hitting that place where it's like, and a lot of people, I I, I kind of asked out on Twitter, just kind of, uh, you know, loosely, how are, how are people feeling? And, you know, there's a lot of general sort of, eh, the expansion not really doing it for me. Um, you know, there's the usual outrage about what systems they don't like or whatever. But then there's just people who are just like, yeah, I just don't feel like logging in. So I, I unsubbed until the new patch or whatever. Um, and So they're kind of at that normal place that they get around now anyway. So that's happening with WoW. With heroes, have you have you, uh, yeah. have you played the other faction yet? Uh, the which what what do you mean the other faction? Because I, I know right before BFA came out, you were just like, ah, screw it, I'm going to drop sixty dollars oh, right oh, here oh. at the show and yeah. And cre- have you have you played through the alliance quest up to max level? A little bit, but here's the problem: I didn't get to max level yet. Here's the problem: I went so nuts. This is my own doing. Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> but I went so crazy with like three uh, max level alts on uh on the horde side that i just burned out on questing like i just i can't look at another quest for a while it's just like Ugh, yeah i just well, can't do it so that's where i'm at right now you it's did not, that to yourself i i yeah. just uh i just swapped over to the alliance and started uh working through the campaign over there and so i'm having a great time right now yeah no and i and this is not to say that everybody's feeling this way obviously um but but they are in a a bit of a pattern where they're we're waiting for the next big drop from them okay so that's coming that'll be exciting everything's good but all the games are kind of in this mode right now. There's yeah. just a lot of sort of, okay, here's a map and a hero uh, for heroes. And, and heroes is, you know, a, a kind of a weird thing because I think the game's actually really healthy right now and, and really as fun as it's ever been for me. I love playing Heroes of the Storm. But I, you know, I worry about the back end. I worry about the money they're making. I worry about HTC not being talked about uh, for next year. Uh, oh don't, don't don't give that the they're time just of day. weirdly quiet it's just a little That's quiet a, before then don't you think I, what other what other esports have we heard about have we heard about overwatch league yes no yes do we think it's gonna yes. go away yes no. we have heard about it if we have there's, no, we there's have heard we know we know when it's happening we know we have new teams even uh hearthstone esports has gone through what the 15th oh, oh, of your format. <laughs> all they've said is it's, it's coming back they haven't told us how they're clicking their players or what oh, the format freaking is. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they did, didn't they? No, just, they didn't. Uh, you haven't you, oh. there is no format announcement. All they said is, "Hey, the thing we've been using for years is going away. What are we switching to?" We don't know. Yeah, but at least they're that switching. Yeah, the at least they're wait, wait, saying they're switching to something. There's an announcement saying they have like the three-stage thing with the online Yeah, that's thing not and... a format. Oh, that's okay. Not, right. That's not how they're playing the game. They're like, <laughs> "Hey, right, here's right. here's uh three leagues <laughs> Uh, one of them is going to include the best personalities in Hearthstone, but we're not going to tell you how we select them. We're probably just going to invite only, and it's going to be a super casual thing. Yeah. That's what I, I'm getting. There's but, a but lot at least of information they're saying missing from something. that Hearthstone announcement. At least they're saying something. 
HDC is not being talked about, period. Nothing. Zippo. So I would like even just some of that. And my point is, which and this is all besides the point, um, and we talk about this stuff at length on Core. I'm sure you guys do on ITN. I haven't heard the latest episode, but I'm sure you have been. So you can get that stuff there in detail. But uh, it just feels like they're in a weird holding pattern across the board. And I don't think that that's unusual. It's just that this is Blizzard, and we expect something more out of that. There are plenty of companies in this stage or have been in this stage before. And you could say even some of Blizzard's games have been in this stage before. StarCraft's in perpetual this stage. Uh, but usually it's something else is popping, you know? Like some other well, big thing is and, happening, and then something, and then everything else is kind of, well, okay, whatever. But over here, it's really happening. At Blizzard right now, all of it's just kind of subdued at the moment. It's kind of weird because they're all game game as a service games, right? And you get a constant trickle, for lack of a better word, of new content. Whereas traditionally, you would have a big title, and then every couple of years, you would have an expansion. And of course, the expansion is like it signifies there's new stuff and a bunch of it come at, at the same time, and everyone gets excited and jumps back in. I think game as a service kind of the, the it's a uh, uh, an effect of that business model that you don't get that big drop and you don't get that excited when it happens uh, for everyone at the same time. Um, so I wonder if the amount of work isn't the same, but you know, if every, I don't know, two years we got, let's say Overwatch came out in 2016. If in 2018 we got an expansion, quote unquote, with like what the 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 six or seven characters that had been released in the interim uh, released at the same time, it would have been a big event. And that would have been this year. So it would have been still fresh and exciting. Right. So I think it's a function of the, the way these games work. But um, on the other hand, I'm kind of hoping that these all of these games seeming a little bit not stale but yeah maybe stale is the right word is a sign that they're not trying to extend them until the end of the world they're trying to do whatever they can with them but at the same time working on the next thing yeah and and we're not going to have overwatch until i mean we might have it but in that state until 2030 Oh, but Lord. we're also going to have something else. We, it, we, they will have put their entire energy in. Yeah. Um, That's a weird thing know. to think about 2030. It's not as far away as it sounds. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. They have to be working on what's next. And, yes, they can't do things in perpetuity. But in some ways, Blizzard does. They're one of the only companies that supports their stuff forever. They, they still patch Diablo 2. They still put out patches for yeah. StarCraft 1 there. They're weird about that. They run versions of Battle.net that are ancient and shouldn't work anymore, but they do it anyway. They're building Warcraft 3 so that you can play against people who are playing the original version. Yeah, like they they really like doing that. And part of me is like, yeah, dude, that's how it should be. You make a thing and then you stand behind that thing for the end of time. You only, public, you only make 50% of the projects you start and you cancel the rest. That's because the ones you make are awesome and they're going to last forever. Like that's kind of my thing with Blizzard or has been for a long time. I'm not saying they're shifting away from that, but they are they are putting themselves in a kind of a weird corner. If they plan to do the the sort of we support our stuff for everything, they got a lot of stuff to support now compared to what Blizzard used to be. It used to be, you know, two, three games uh, at any given time, and that was as much as you ever worried about. Now it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's well, getting bigger as long as by the day. Piece of stuff is- as long as each piece of stuff is making money, it's fine. They can have, you know, they already have, 
what, 10 teams? Mm -hmm. Like, there's teams one through five, right? The yeah. traditional core game teams, yeah. mm -hmm. um, which are full-fledged teams of at least a few dozen people each. And in the case of WoW, I'm guessing way more than that. Right. Um, even Team 1 is split in two, right? The, there's the Heroes team and then the StarCraft team, which is doing God knows what uh, when they're not updating StarCraft itself. Well, they're doing the... They and got those... What do you call them? Packs, the... What they call yeah, those? the commander, commander packs, stuff, and, yeah. but I doubt the full team is working. Oh no, no, no! I, I yeah. wouldn't think so. I don't think so either. Um, unless it's been disbanded and it's only the heroes team now. I don't know, but it's five full traditional teams, and then you have the the um, small mobile game teams. Apparently, the incubator is almost entirely, if not entirely, mobile. But that's like we have uh, Stockton's team, Chilton's team, Browder. Um, who else? Alan uh, uh, Adhan or not? Sorry, um, uh, 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 Alan Debiri, who just left Heroes to go work Dabiri, on Zombie Secret. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't Harry Dodds also uh, go to yes. that no, I, uh, incubator? I don't believe Dodds is with Blizzard anymore. Oh, I thought he. Oh, was, maybe he left. I had that I in my head Dodds too. Left Blizzard. Okay, I had that okay. in my head as well. Well, I, I mean, that's essentially ten studios inside the studio, um, developing stuff. I think they can keep updating the 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 things they're doing and making other things forever as long as they're making money and I think they're still making money. Yeah, they seem to be. I mean, they're going to be okay. Blizzard's got a lot of money. I have faith in the in the future of all of this. I am certainly as I made very clear our last episode not in that bandwagon of burn it all down. Blizzard announced a mobile Diablo game, but I am fully, I, I, I'm not so uh, naive to not recognize that it feels a little funky right now. I, I, I'm optimistic, though. I don't think that this is, this, this isn't like spelling the end. This isn't Bioware being, you know, minimized down to some weird husk of its former self by EA. I, I, I don't think there's a comparison there, uh, at least not yet. So people jumping to that conclusion probably shouldn't jump so far. Just jump a little less. Just a little less. Also, just to save some emails, it looks like the fate of Eric Dodds is uh, uncertain whether oh. he's still with Blizzard or not. Oh, geez. So. That's a strange piece of uh, current employment information. I wonder what that means. That's weird. <laughs> I, just, I just ran a quick Google search. I can't I can't find a yay or nay in either direction. Mm. I thought he was still there, but I, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know nothing. I do know this. Uh, the um, the so Let's talk about Sour Fang for a minute. Just for, oh, okay. just for a sec. Now, Garrett, I know you've been working on a uh, a, a little side project about this. Uh, it just went up this morning. It's oh, out. Oh, good. Uh, we'll make sure people know where to go to get it. So here's here's the deal. You have thoughts, predictions, uh, many people do, about what's going on with Sour Fang, uh, where things are headed. Uh, we should probably also at least touch on the Sylvanas Wrathgate stuff. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. Do we have to warn for that is it a spoiler no, to talk about a retcon to something that happened almost 10 years over 10 years ago now yeah How long has it been? i think it's fine all right it's probably fine um so let's talk about the sarfang thing first since it's sort of fresh on your mind what uh what was the point of what you put together and what was your conclusion about him his storyline and where you think things are headed oh well uh, yeah so I've been, I've been doing lore talks over on, on over on the, the r2 t2 solo show i do and so the most recent one is about sour fang and it and it, and it starts to get you know obviously dip into sylvanas stuff a bit because uh modern sour fang is very intertwined with the character of sylvanas um but uh yeah it all, it, it all came out of the wrathia thing it's kind of hard for me to talk about that without talking about the other yeah um, but 
yeah, I mean, we, we, we haven't had a show in a while because you were sick and BlizzCon travel. Um, but it seems like they're retconning Wrathgate to be Sylvanas's plan all along. And it was dropped rather casually in an interview. And there's been no further clarification since. It was a Frazerabi, right? Or a Fraser, Yeah. I never say it right. I never say his name right. Actually, I think he did a pretty damn good job. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I couldn't even do it on stage. That was so bad. But yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. he yeah, uh, Alex. Yeah, he's the one. Who, he's the one that let it slip, and the and it kind of came out, but then bombshelled. It was like everybody's like, "What the crap? Are you kidding?" That Sylvanas ordered the attack on the on uh, the Wrathgate thing. That whole thing was her. Yeah, I think this it was a Euro game. Feels interview. like a retcon, as you were saying, right? That wasn't the impression we had before. No. Not at all. So it was the the, right. the it was the, it was up until this point. Putris the side, canon yes. is that Futurist acted alone and revolted against Sylvanas with a, 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 a subsect of the Forsaken that wanted to overthrow her. They didn't think she was doing enough uh, to, to kill the Lich King and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, whatnot. Uh, but then uh, Fraziabi is just like, oh yeah, no, it was, you know, it was the, the, the Blight, the Wrathgate, it was, it was all Sylvanas' thing. And it's like, well, the Blight was, we know that, that's canon, that the whole reason the Blight started being crafted by the apothecaries yeah. in the Undercity was under the order of Sylvanas, but to our knowledge, as players of World of Warcraft, uh, the the atrocities committed at the Wrathgate was 100% uh, Verimothris and Putris. Yeah, Putris gets up there going, I, you think we had forgotten, you think we had forgiven, and did his whole thing, and I thought, well, there's your guy, there's your man, he did it. Uh, this, right. Nobody else did it, but they're, they're retconning this in a way that I don't feel too bad about because it was never explicitly said that she didn't have anything to do with it. So they're just now saying, oh, well, it's all back channel stuff. And she totally was responsible. I'm OK with it. It's fine. God, I'm, I'm it's not. fine. <laughs> You're not. Tell me why. Tell me why it sits wrong with you. What's, what's, well, I, I haven't I haven't exactly kept it a secret that I'm not in love with the direction of Sylvanas's character yeah. in BFA. Yeah. I think it's uh, one note. Uh, I think it's too much in line with what we already went through with Garrosh. Mm. Uh, and also, I never saw Sylvanas as purely evil, and they just seem to be writing her as purely evil. Yeah. Uh, I, I get a lot of pushback from that every time I mention it. You know, half the internet seems to be like, oh, she's totally purely evil. What have, what have you been playing? And I'm like, no, I've always saw her as a master tactician and rather pragmatic mm. uh, about uh, the Forsaken's plate. I would also think that because of her tortured past with Arthas, that she wouldn't walk down basically the exact same path as the Lich King. Yeah. Yeah, but so, certainly that that retcon paints her in a purely evil uh, brush with a right, and so I look it, at like, it oh, as she's always been a terrible despot, and, you know. mm. right? And that's what I see it as. So I see it as, oh, everyone who doesn't like the direction we're taking, Sylvanas, well, we're just going to make this retcon. So it's it was the plan all along. And it's like, well, no, that that wasn't the story. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's it is a way of beefing up her evil all the time thing but that's kind of your core point is she's not or she yeah hasn't and yeah way. so whatever whatever the case is um yeah and then it just and then it just reignites my uh, uh, annoyance at uh all of the work they did to explain her strategy about taking teldrassil and dividing the factions and then she just goes you know what screw it burn it just burn it yeah. let's just throw away everything i planned yeah. uh and just be a crazy uh villain so with him saying that though, we're not going to get any explicit explanation of this in the game, as far as we know, right? They're just—he's just. Well, that's saying the thing, it. and that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm curious if 
is it a retcon? Was was he just speaking in shorthand? What he really meant was, well, the blight was her idea, not Wrathgate. I yeah, I I, that's what I'm wondering. Like maybe all this is to do about nothing. I don't know if he's had a follow up on any of it, but um, it's not like you know he and back in the day Mets and those two would screw up stuff all the time. I'd never forget Redshirt. Like they would forget stuff, and I wonder if that's just one of these deals. Maybe, but I don't think the game suddenly in patch 8.1 is going to come out and go, uh, Nathanus, Nathanos, remind me, what time was it when I announced I was going to take down the Wrathgate? Like, they're not going to do that. <laughs> that was a terrible impression of Sylvanas. I can't really do her, but anyway. <laughs> I like your Sylvanas. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's kind of my thought on the, uh, on the, on the whole situation and um, well, the, how but, does that play but, into the Sourfang thing then? What do you? What, well, well, just that Sourfang since BFA now Sourfang is is a main character. Yeah. I mean, he, he is being poised as as Sylvanas's kryptonite. I mean, because we we just had BlizzCon, we just had that new cinematic where Anduin lets him lets him go. I, I don't want to get into eight point one spoilers, but but we know Sourfang pops up again mm. in eight point one. Yeah. Um, and so I'm now I'm just I'm just curious, uh, you know, whether or not I'm on board with the direction of Sylvanas or not. Is it going to be this cut and dry? Is it just Azeroth versus Sylvanas? Is it just Sourfang versus Sylvanas? How does it end? Is it just Sourfang wins and becomes the war chief? But Sourfang's been looking for an honorable death. Mm. That's what he wants. Yeah, uh, he has been through so much. His his son was killed twice, <laughs> once alive and then again as a death knight. You know, his his wife died before he even walked through the dark portal uh, and he's committed a lot of atrocities and to the point where honor is the most important value to him. So that's why I'm looking at I'm like, it seems like they're going for a pretty black and white. Sylvanas is evil. Sourfang is good. Eventually Sourfang and heroes of Azeroth will defeat Sylvanas. But I, I, I would like it not to be so cut and dry. Yeah, I think it's so it's so obvious that there's a good chance they're playing us. And they're right. going to, you know, swerve at the last second. What do you think that's? Yeah. What do you think, Patrick? That swerve will take the. You think? Yeah. Oh God, I have no idea. But yeah. I, I, it's it's really hard because everyone and their mother is trying to figure out what Sylvanas could do that isn't being defeated by basically Sourfang and the Alliance. Mm. Uh, and I I I don't know because she can't be like. Uh, you know, saved by the fact that, oh, she was actually controlled by some kind of demon. That would be even more obvious and on the nose and disappointing. So there has to be something. Maybe she redeems herself by doing something heroic at the end. Maybe I have no idea. Maybe Sour Fang makes her understand the mistakes of her ways and she stays War Chief, but with that heavy past now or... What if she's know, what if they, she's walking around? Here's what I think she's gonna do. What if she's walking around Grimash Hold with all her friends, you know? And she's mm-hmm. just sitting there pontificating about the future of the horde, going, Yes, Nathanos, rub my shoulders as I think of the things, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden goes, Oh, oh my. And Nathanos is like, Dark Lady, what's the matter? And she goes, Oh, oh no. And then falls to the ground, and then alien style, an old god comes out of her chest. <laughs> Just a big, big, big gelatinous, multi-armed, freaking uh, looking Cthulhu unit just pops out and goes, it was me the whole time, you dipshits. And then and we find out it was an old <laughs> god. What if that's it? 
Uh, no, but that's what I said. It's God, too obvious. Only if the old God actually says, uh, you dipshit. <laughs> you dipshits. Uh, <laughs> I got you again. <laughs> that's the only universe where I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't know. Um, I think a good twist would be to have Sarafang meet his honorable end that he's been looking for for so long now. Yeah. Um, but uh, as as far as Sylvanas, I, I don't know. I just I just hope it's not that she's evil. She's a boss. We kill her. All right, that's a wrap, everybody. Good BFA on to the next expansion. That would be so garish. They've said she's not garish. I think they're going to find a way to have her unite the Horde and stay as the War Chief of the Horde somehow and have everyone accept her as that. Yeah, and and the the other character... The other character I really want respected here is is Bolgen, who made the call to yeah. make her war chief. Yeah, and 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 I already thought Bolgen was so sidelined as war chief. They did very little with him while he sat in the throne. Yeah, and then they kill him. He makes Sylvanas war chief, and she just goes nuts and yeah. just goes on a war path. Well, they say like, in eight point one, we're expecting a ton of Vol'jin follow up. Yes. Uh, what, yeah. what that takes yeah. the form of, we don't and, know, but yeah, I agree with you. That I would like to have more yeah. of that. And so I, I really like the character of Vol'jin. I, I think he's he's too smart for his own good. So I'm not in the camp that he was like that that one Samdi one upped him and was like, oh yeah, you should you should make her war chief because he's and he's she's gonna kill so many people. It means more souls for me. Uh, I'm I'm not on that that bandwagon. I don't know. I I, I, I data mined eight point one and it says his new name is One Zupti. They've one zupped him. <laughs> no. But what is I I think Vol'jin would have seen through that. Yeah, maybe. So. Well, he was missing a tusk. You're a little off balance, you know? The thing broke off in the deal. Uh, literally. Yeah, that would hurt, by the way. Your head is leaning to one side. It's one of the things I always think about with trolls. They fall forward on the cement and they are toast. Anyway, uh, oh. 8.1 is going to fill a lot of these holes for us. We'll find out more, but I love talking story and uh, glad we were able to do a bit of that here. Nighthawk Pro Gaming from Netgear. I have one of these routers. It's fantastic. How fantastic? It's rated 2018's top performing gaming router by PC Gamer and IGN. There's really no question that online gaming demands a stable and low latency connection. You've all learned that over time, right? Running multiple connected devices will cause network congestion. That's just the way it is, and most gateways simply can't handle that. Switching your existing gateway or router to an XR500 gaming router will improve your online gaming connectivity. It's the easiest way to improve your online gaming experience. And it has the biggest impact. I found this to be true. Life got better for me. Uh, You shouldn't have to compete with other online services, or devices rather, for bandwidth. Save the competition for the game. This router creates an express lane just for your gaming. and gives you incredible speed and no lag. With the high-performance gaming router, you have complete control over your gaming experience. The XR500 is purpose-built to lower your ping, stabilize your connection, and help you game at incredible speeds. Keep your game alive with features like geo-filtering traffic prioritization, and device management, to name a few. The Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router transforms your gaming experience and gives you the power to win. Visit next, sorry, visit netgear.com slash mpg. That's netgear.com slash mpg. And learn how you can join the No Lag Crew. Now, let's do this. Talk about what's going on around the rest of Blizzard. At least briefly anyway. Heroes of the Storm got some crazy matching bonus changes. I really like this change. It happened this week. If When you go choose your characters, uh, you are rewarded with extra XP if you choose characters that have this little green up arrow on them. And it means that uh, what you're doing is if you're choosing that character, you're helping the matching system 
fill out roles that are currently under supplied. So oftentimes, as you might imagine, support and healer ca characters have this little green thing on them because people aren't generally playing those as much. I love them, so it's great free XP for me. But um, any character that's kind of in that, like yesterday I noticed Cho'Gall's got his thing above his head. Uh, Thrall had it above his head for one match. They're trying to improve that matchmaking, and one of the ways they're doing it is saying, hey, some of these roles are being under undershown here. So could you choose one, and we'll give you some XP? I actually really like it. I think it's good. Well, the, the role the role matchmaking is new in Heroes, right? You couldn't matchmake. I guess you could with your character. Well, yeah. I mean, you were, and they they haven't put into the game the role changes, like calling things uh, ranged oh, assassin, okay, melee sorry, assassin. Okay. Like none of that's happened yet. Um, but this is in line with com that coming. Certainly, this feels like a step in that direction. Also, the Sylvanas rework they just announced and showed in video form is absolutely an, a, an attempt to move her further from the now going away specialist uh, role and putting her more firmly in ranged assassin, where she was kind of already excelling anyway. And that is her new role. So, so those roles are still to come, and we're seeing a lot of stuff leaning in that direction. But this was just a nice way of of rewarding you for trying or playing characters that you may otherwise not think about or or forgot that they exist because it's a huge roster these days and it benefits the team uh, comps it benefits you because you get more xp it's just a good good way to do it i like it it's very similar to the uh the bonuses that tanks and uh, healers see in lfg and world of warcraft yeah actually that's very good point that's exactly the kind of bonus you get and also notice I feel how like, i left D dps out of that yeah thank you for that i appreciate it mr Tankman. Um, also, Diablo 3 is alive and well in the Johnson household. I just want to throw this out real quick. Uh, when I got back from BlizzCon and all of that talk about Diablo, aside from all the fights and the blah and the this and the other and the other thing, it mostly just drove me to want to play Diablo 3 a lot. And that is what I have been doing. My time with Blizzard games has been, and almost gaming period, has been running greater rifts and getting new set pieces and finally working on my Necromancer in a proper way. And knocking out, you know, faster times and greater rifts and all this stuff. I love Diablo 3. I always will. And I'm playing it again now as if it's new. And I don't know what the hell that's about, except all that talk about Diablo just made me hungry for, for Diablo. So I've been playing it. And I've been noticing a lot of friends in there lately. So something's going on there. And it's not the new season because there's nothing really big deal with the new season going on. So for whatever it's worth, knee deep in it again. It's almost like uh, any type of press, even negative, is good press. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, especially when it comes to just reminding you how much you already love a thing, and I already loved that thing. Uh, Hearthstone. Hey, I see in the oh, notes, yeah. Yeah. before you move on to Hearthstone, I see you, you're not talking about the Diablo 4 rumors from that article, uh, Schreier article. On oh, no. What do you? Uh, to, uh, what, what points do you want to talk about? What, uh, what oh, part of that? Oh, so... Well, I, I, a couple of things um, that he seems to have figured out. Um, there are there were two iterations of Diablo Four. The first one was helmed by uh, Josh Josh Mosquera, who came in uh, basically to do the uh, console version of the game, and then took over when uh, Jay Wilson left and delivered uh, Reaper Souls. And that version was very Dark Souls y. Apparently, yeah, it was, which, it was uh, called Hades, was the code name Hades, right? Yeah, yeah, Hades, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
And um, for whatever reason, when Mosquera left, um, he the, the the that version ended up not being satisfactory, and they canceled it or rebooted the work on it. And uh, the new version is what's the code name? Oh, I forgot. Um, uh, Fenrir. 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 Yeah. Very Norse. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the design pillars is embrace the darkness. Yeah. So they're kind of going back to um, a, a more gritty. Bloody uh, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Diablo. And it has a lot of, as we suspected, um, multiplayer game as a service type thing. They haven't decided if it's going to be a third person uh, from behind the shoulder or the traditional isometric top view. But uh, it's been now in the works for a couple of years since the reset in 2016. So that's probably why they didn't want to announce it at BlizzCon because it wasn't they weren't sure it would be ready soon enough. Yeah, they talk but, about uh, a lot of people saying work is underway. People talked uh, in the article, uh, anonymous people of Blizzard saying things like we are still all very sore or tender from the Titan cancellation and uh, are more wary these days of announcing anything new until we're sure about things. And uh yeah. yeah, for me that's not uh, that's not the reason. Uh, for me, the Diablo three announcement is way more uh, plays more into this because Titan wasn't announced. It was, and and games get canceled every day at Blizzard. It seems, but you know, it's it's not the first one that was canceled. However, Diablo three announced in two thousand eight and released in twenty twelve made a huge mark on the the company, and I felt this when I was there. It was like, never again. We do not announce something if we're not close to releasing it, or at least like have a beta, open beta out within a year. And we've seen that before. Yeah, you know, yeah. for They've Hearthstone, it was playable quickly after. Overwatch, the beta was within a year, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it was playable yeah. that day at BlizzCon, like all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, I remember. So what that means with- is that Diablo won't be even in beta within a year. It might be announced next year, but that puts the game out uh, two years away. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, StarCraft was the same way. There was a very long wait between the announcement of StarCraft uh, 2 and its release. Yeah, I, don't, um, I think they so. don't do that anymore is what I think. Yeah, and that was kind of the thing that kind of annoyed me about the, the article a little bit was, because uh, I, or maybe maybe not. Did it, I don't, did it make mention of the the rumored canceled Diablo? Oh, yeah, yeah, 4 they announcement? did, and this this really it rubbed did. my okay, cheese. So that's that's, yeah. that's what annoys me about it is if if you're going to put forward the information that they still can't decide on what camera angle this game is played by, but also mention uh, a rumored Diablo Four announcement that was pulled from from BlizzCon. That makes no sense to me. If they if they can't decide if it's going to be third person or isometric, there's no universe where we get a trailer at uh, BlizzCon 2018. <laughs> probably, like, not, probably. What not. do you show? Yeah. just a, a cinematic, I guess. Yeah, and it were a big logo and a number or something, which I still say they probably could have done and gotten away with. But I disagree. I think you put up a big four and you say, just so you know, we're here's what they did. They just this is all they could needed to do with that damn thing. They just say. Uh, Let, here's the, here's our cool. I know, yet. but all you gotta do is say we got this cool mobile game coming out. By the way, in the interim, but guess what else is happening? Lights go down. <laughs> Number four, and it's a bit breathing fire, and then the crowd goes nuts, and no one's talking about it, and no one talks about the mobile thing anymore, except for like, well, that was the thing they announced. I'm telling you, that would have fixed it. That would have been it. Yeah, I don't, well, they I mean, do that though. They always have at least the cinematic. I know that, they that do, but we get, low. I, I, we get yeah. back to the Diablo three trauma. 
the game is not ready to be released they might reset it again they might and they don't want to announce something and then have four years of nothing until it's released they can still say we're working on a thing though i think well i mean obviously yes we agree that it was they should have (laughs) now that we see uh how it went i think we'll agree on that but just talking about this makes me want to go play three right now they they should have handled it differently. I'm not sure they should have announced Diablo 4 when they're not ready to. And also, I can't remember who said this, but it feels, for the team itself, it feels kind of shitty if your your game is announced just to offset the disappointment of <laughs> another game right it's like no we want to do this right we want to announce it and have a big party and have it playable on the show floor they always do that right um so anyway Anyway, the whole thing's just weird here's the thing i will say though very bummed to hear that there was a third expansion or a second expansion after reaper souls plan that got scrapped that really bums me out i think that would have done well it would have sold like crazy it explains why Kanai's cube and a whole bunch of systems that entered the game later explains to me that those were probably part of a new expansion and instead they piecemealed them out as as patch content which i still appreciate that they got that stuff in there but really really bummed there was no full expansion i would love to be playing if that, that right is now. true i think it is the biggest screw up in, in modern it Blizzard absolutely history. is it absolutely is and it would have sold like crazy reaper was a huge success and so would have a follow-up have been they would have made uh, and that came apparently from the top, according to the article. But anyway, that article, man. I think there's, there's. I mean, they're talking about the sentiment that the the execs didn't trust them to fix Diablo three, um, which I'm sure some people felt if if the because the next expansion was canceled before Reaper was released and was the huge success we know. But on the other hand, we don't know how successful Reaper was compared to the, however, you know, twelve million copies Diablo three sold. Uh, they 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 should have un it. they should have uncanceled it after Reaper landed because Reaper was a Reaper was a embraced by the player base. Now I don't know about sales numbers. I think numbers, one of but. the issues one of the issues they saw was that with StarCraft, you sell the first game and whatever you call an expansion afterwards even if it you sell it and it doesn't require the previous uh titles it's not going to sell as much mm. it's going to you know the the player base is going to trickle down is going to uh reduce over time because it's labeled an expansion and people who haven't played the thing before most probably will not be interested in it so i'm wondering if the idea wasn't you know what, this model is kind of going away. Maybe we should just look at the next thing and go, you know, more game as a service type thing, which might or might not be a mistake. I don't know. But I think I understand the rationale behind it. It, Maybe it's not just you guys suck. You can't make a game. So we're going to cancel your expansion because we hate you. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's I I mean, I don't know. They've sold 30 plus million copies of of three and I think they would have easily... That's across all consoles, all titles. 30 million is if you count Diablo and Reaper as one copy. I'm just saying Reaper uh, would have been... Reaper would have been... At 10 million sold easily, they could have done that. That's still a very successful, profitable game. I don't think it sold 10 million. I don't think Reaper sold 10 million. I'll bet you Reaper sold sold more than 10 million, but I don't know how we verify this. There's no way to verify. Does it matter? Yes, it does matter. Anything is successful, right? It just matters. Why are we even nickel and diving this between the two titles? Like that's an insane amount of units moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. They shouldn't have canceled it. Is my main point. 
F you guys for canceling yeah. it. You damn executive yeah. buttholes I mean, who made the wrong choice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm with you, Scott, that I would have liked them to uncancel it. Uh, someone get, I just Actually, yeah, I agree. Specific rim I'm here, with you but, as well. Uh, yeah. But, but, but um, <laughs> like, we have no idea if that was even possible. Like, I should have mentioned we don't allow Pacific Rim quotes, quotes on the show. It's a terrible movie. Oh, I guess, I guess I have to leave. It's a bad movie. It's not it's a wonderful movie. It is a terrible film. It is. It it's is an okay what, movie. It is what Transformers <laughs> should have been. All right. I like it better than Transformers. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I haven't seen the second one. How is it? How's that second one? Uh, not good. Okay. Specific good. room, don't, they call don't, it. Don't watch it. Okay. Uh, that's Pacific Ream. By the time people go for the second time, they can get screwed like that. All right. What are we doing now? Oh, um, uh, Hearthstone. Is anything happening over there? With that yeah. Deal? Rossicon's Rumble. New expansion. Drops on Tuesday. Oh, sweet. I'm not it's going here. to buy a bunch of decks this time. I'm there just... are bananas cards yeah. coming in the set. Yeah. Just crazy card designs. So is everyone standard. excited? I mean, are players stoked? Like, where's the he- where's uh, yeah, the brain actually, share? I, like, after BlizzCon, we were all kind of like, yeah, it's just their expansion didn't get no, nothing, nothing really surprising. But now that we've seen the cards, I feel the tone is really, really back on the upswing, uh, which is surprising because Artifact just came out this week. Yeah. But. Folks seem stoked. Oh yeah, artifact is out and very expensive. It turns out if you really want to. Play yeah, it a hard. lot of us kind of forgot about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Is it expensive? I mean, you know, if you want to get the best cards and build the best decks, it's they're, wa- they're walking back some of it. But yeah, it's you know, it's a it's a card game. All card games are relatively expensive to play. Yeah, so. but you, is it more expensive than Hearthstone? I guess is the question. I'm uh, in my mind, yeah. The estimate really sat the, down and done the math. The estimates I've too. seen. Some people have done the math, and the estimates I've seen put it way above any other any other digital card game right now in terms it, of it seems cost. more in line with with paper magic which if you want to play wow. constructed decks can get pretty damn expensive yeah oh so can you can you sell stuff between players yes yes, yes. Which oh is, wow okay. which is so a huge no part limit of it. to where the powerful cards can yeah like one apparently the most i read this this morning the most powerful card in the game and i couldn't tell you what it is but uh is currently more expensive for someone to try to pick up in some way than if you paid for everything in the game and got it all. So, to, to put it lightly, the, the stuff is already skyrocketing on that little player market. But, it it, it just came out. It kind of remains to be seen. And it also depends on how you want to play the game. Um, I would assume that if you want to play limited formats, it's significantly more accessible. Yeah, that's um, what I've that's, heard Because that's, that's the only way I play Magic. <laughs> I don't play Constructed Magic. It's more money than I want to spend. I just play Limited. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think, and they've made it pretty clear that they want that to be a thing. So, I mean, I wish Valve nice success there because I think it's good for Blizzard to have somebody else doing well in that space. Everybody else is sort of, you know, middling around while Blizzard sort of owns the digital CCG. And uh, I don't know, it's good to have competition. So, good luck to them. Uh, Overwatch continues to be Overwatch. You shoot people in it. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know that's that comes back to what we were talking about. It's kind of. Uh, uh, a known quantity at this point. Yeah. Um, they did change a couple of things that people were complaining about. There's uh, Seagull, who's a very well-known player, who published a video saying the game is very frustrating because the hard counters are very hard. Mm. And so if you know that there's uh, character X in the game, then you can't play character Y because you're just going to get destroyed. And they fixed a few things that hopefully addresses uh, uh, addresses that. So I guess they were already aware of that issue. We'll have to see how it uh, uh, turns out. But um, yeah, Overwatch, as you put it, continues to be Overwatch. It's still fun, and uh, it's it's not 
changing in any significant way. Right. I would agree. Hey, uh, real quick, someone in the chat says, no talk about the tournament changes in Hearthstone. Are we just skipping right to Overwatch? Didn't we mention it uh, earlier? We talked about it earlier yeah, a little bit. Rewind when I got really heated because I'm annoyed by the announcement. Yeah, because in your mind, there's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a non-announcement. Like, it's just a... It, 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 so, uh, to uh, uh, much like uh, Patrick's apology earlier that he says the same things across multiple shows, I just got into this, actually got into the Nexus of all places last night when we talked about everyone losing their minds over HGC not being announced, yeah. um, which I think is absurd. Yeah. Um, I think the reason the announcement came, uh, I would say this is a half-baked announcement. I think the reason we got a half-baked announcement uh, is to alleviate uh, some of the stresses we're seeing be put on uh, professional HGC players mm -hmm. um, because the Heroes tournament hasn't been announced and we have heard from certain players that sponsor deals are on hold so nobody's coming into the team because HTC hasn't been announced yet. So I, I like to think that we got this kind of half-baked Hearthstone announcement just so we know something is coming, even though we don't know how players will be picked for what they're calling the new Premier League, and we have no idea what the freaking format is that they'll be playing. I like it. Your adjectives uh, say it all because you got to add a freaking on there. I love it. It shows how, pa like, shows hey, how happy you get, are. At the get end, hyped but. for this thing. How are they playing the game? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what they're doing. Hyped. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really funny. All right. Uh, well done, everybody. Uh, uh, we'll now uh, close that by doing this now. Where is it? Oh, I got to play this. Hold on a second. Okay, here you go. Here, right here. I oh, know it didn't work. Okay, let's try it again. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, time for the town crier. It's a quick email from a listener. Uh, he sent this to theinstance at gmail.com. It came from Santiago B. I love that name. Scrolls off the tongue. Says, I recently started playing again, and I haven't logged in since 2011. I've, uh, say that would have been Miss, right? No, that would have been still, that would have still been Cataclysm, because 2011 is when they announced Miss of Pandaria. Anyway. I've had a blast leveling from 1 to 99 so far, just reached Legion content. My old main was a solo NE hunter on the Alliance, and now I'm charging alongside friends for the Horde on Lips. I don't know what that means. Lips? Lips. Must be a server. On the Lips? On the Lips. It just says on Lips. I don't know. Well, but, they say for the Horde all the time. Oh. We know. We all know those people. Oh, meaning we, it's we on his Lips. Uh, saying for the Horde is on his Lips. I got it. I guess. Anyway. Don't go near his lips is what is the point. Uh, I've, <laughs> I'm not one for role playing, but I'm trying to go for a barbarian look for my warrior. Little to no armor, but a lot of the pieces I want for transmog are leather or mail. Uh, I haven't found a reason, nor do I know why I can only transmog plate pieces. I mean, the whole point of transmog is to have the freedom in my appearance. If so, why can't I use a couple of cloth pieces to look like a, a ronin samurai or leather harness? With a single shoulder pauldron for a barbarian look. Love to hear your opinions for, or reasons, Santiago B. So um, this got asked at the WoW Q&A, but only briefly touched upon. Um, and it was, the answer came from Ian. I think it was the Q&A. I mean, I was there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> somewhere, I, now I don't remember where he answered it, but at some point he, he was talking about, it may have been the What's Next panel, but anyway, talked about how uh, transmog is there obviously to enhance your ability to customize your character and all that. And they're very happy with the way it went. Oh, you know, it was Chris Robinson. who talked about it. I think they wanted to stick to, uh, class based what you can wear for lore reasons was their answer. 
But I am of the opinion, and I had asked the question, why can't I look? Why can't I go get some priest stuff for my hunter? I want to wear cloth all day or whatever. Um, it seemed like they were sort of open to the idea, but but had no plans. So I don't really have a good answer for this, other than to say Blizzard's not doing it for what they call lore reasons, and I don't know what the problem is though. Like, it should be easy to just turn it on. There are plenty of there are plenty of cloth wearing. Orcs out there. There's no reason why an orc couldn't wear cloth or whatever the combination is. And only being able to wear plate does limit your options. So, so I don't know. Do you guys have any any uh, thoughts on that? It does feel like it's a little limited that way. I mean, it's not limited if you don't care because all of the stuff for your character is there. But if you want to mix and match, you're kind of stuck with your uh, with your proficiencies. Yeah, yeah I, I used to be of the mindset that it didn't it didn't bother me much, um, and, and I, that I liked that there was at least still some sort of restriction from almost a like old school RPG. Yeah, since you know sense, but uh, the more we get things like heritage armor, the argument becomes harder to make because then that's armor that anyone can wear. Oh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, they could limit some of that stuff though, right? They don't have to make it so that heritage dwarf armor is is a thing you can transmog into. Maybe you have to wear that stuff. I mean, that's the whole point, though, of heritage armor, right? It's yeah. like anyone can get yeah, it yeah. and, you know, represent their race. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. I don't know, Patrick. What yeah, do you think? I think there's there's a little bit of a... I understand the, 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 the intent being, well, there's this really iconic uh, piece of mage armor. And when you see someone wearing this, you know it's a mage and it's kind of representative of the class. So I think that's where it comes from. Um, and heritage armor is a little bit different because it's representative of the race. And it's not like another race can wear that piece of armor. So there's a little bit of exclusivity, even though it's like, you know, transversal rather than horizontal or vertical yeah. something. Transversal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I understand the frustration it generates as well. Um I don't have a strong opinion on on either. I understand both sides, but if they tomorrow said, "Well, from starting today, it's fine. You can wear whatever you want," I wouldn't be super upset. I guess. Yeah, I'd be. But I'd be okay. I understand with that. why they're doing it. Chat room made a better. Let's see. It was Bondo Country says class fantasy. That's the term they answered with, not lore reasons. Right. It was class fantasy is what they said. So. What, what right. I, so what I am impatiently awaiting is let me transmog my damn fist weapon at something that doesn't look stupid. Okay, this is a deal. <laughs> this is a thing that this is this is one of the big hangups I have with demon hunters generally. Well, I have other hangups like let me be a uh, other kind a of tall elf. race. Let me be a different elf, please. <laughs> um, but uh, you you and I have talked about this before. Fist weapons can't be transmogged and to other things, but fist weapons. Yet swords and glaives can be interchangeably transmogged. It makes no freaking sense. Let us turn well, our fist weapons into a damn sword. For hell's and they've sex. already said that they're working on this, but that, I've just wanted to just throw it back out there. Again. Oh, it's I obnoxious. can't wait for this. I'm still sick of fist weapons. Please get it here sooner than later. It is obnoxious. Across, yeah. the, I hate it, and I really like my demon hunter and so it pisses me off every time i play him that i have sometimes i've got one fist weapon and one glaive and that's dumb it sucks i want to and i don't don't want it to be both fist weapons because i don't like fist weapons they look stupid Eh, whatever anyway thanks for the email uh santiago b uh, if you would like to send an email like him you can the instance at gmail.com that's the instance at gmail.com now before we go this is the time of year where lots of roundups happen 
especially in the world of video games. Patrick, I know you got some cool stuff lined up. Tell people where they can get that, what they should watch for, and where to go. Uh, you could go to frenchspin.com to find Pixels, which, which is a show about gaming in general, so not just Blizzard games, but tons of stuff. Um, I actually played some VR on PlayStation VR recently, and I talk about it on the latest episode, so go check that out. And if you want even more Blizzard news, if you're hungry for more shows about Blizzard games, you can go check out the Icy Veins podcast, which I host with the team at uh, that site every couple of weeks. So go check out Icy Veins as well. Nice. Garrett, anything going on this week you want to mention? Uh, yeah, uh, going to be quite a bit of Anger Chicken going down next week because of the Hearthstone launch. It's looking like we may be streaming three days in a row starting on Monday. Uh, we haven't nailed down exact times yet, but just tune in to twitch.tv slash TV for that or just subscribe to the Anger Chicken. Uh, and obviously, uh, I literally just a couple hours ago put out my Sour Fang episode of my solo show, R2T2, which you can find by searching for R2-T2, wherever podcasts can be found. So nice. Go- also look that up i am going to link to it in today's show notes so if uh if you're already over on the instance page at the instance.net uh in today's show notes i'll have a link to that episode you guys should check it out he's doing good stuff with that and it's worth listening to all right i think that's about it i think we're almost done here thanks everybody for watching listening hanging out with us otherwise just being cool dudes uh if you want to find more stuff go on over head on over to the instance.net plenty of shows also connected to that there on the Frog Pants sites. Check that out. Instant show on Twitter. Not Patrick. Scott Johnson. Garrett Art. More shows like this at frogpants.com, like I already said. It's going to do it for us. For me, for Patrick, for Garrett. We'll see you next time. Bye.